Today is going to be one of the most problematic messages I have ever given. Uh, it, it will bother you because it will make you call into question <clears throat> everything that you think you know about reality. Americans love to differentiate reality from politics. They, they don't understand that politics has nothing to do with what should be, with what could be, what was, what is. It doesn't matter. I want you to understand rule number one. I want Donald Trump to win the 2024 election. Say it with me. Say it with me. I want Donald Trump to win the 2024 election. Tomorrow marks the one year, the one year mark to the election. Tomorrow. One year. That's an eye blink. And we could talk about why I want him, what he is required. If America is going to win, if America is going to somehow survive this, if, if, if America is somehow going to change the course of where we are right now to undo that which has been the problem, he has to win. You may not like him. You may hate him. You may hate his looks and his mouth and his nose and his hair color and his skin color. This xanthodermic, uh, uh, naranja, uh, f- uh, f- flavored. I, I don't care. I don't care about that. We're on a collision course. And we have been provided <clears throat> through one of the worst catastrophes in humankind on October the 7th. A day that is going to change the course, the course of American history, American political history. It changes everything. October the 7th changed everything. And I want you to understand and grasp that. Today I'm going to be talking about a brutal, absolutely brutal way that the Republicans, well, forget the Republicans, that Trump can use. And by the way, let me differentiate between the Republicans and Trump. Trump, Trump is the, the Republicans are, are, are the, are the danger, the, 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 the absolute danger uh, that is provided. In any event, in any event, in any event, Donald Trump, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you how we're going to mold images. And if you are thin skinned, if you are, if, if you have your feelings hurt, very easily, if that's your thing, I want you to listen carefully and I want you to listen to me because you are going to be wildly offended by what I'm about to tell you because it is called reality, political reality, and it's brutal. And please, if this is not for you, go somewhere else. Go to the other channels that start off with, hi guys, watch a bunch of comics, interview, Bill Maher might be your speed or whatever. And that's good. Good for them. God bless them. This is brutal. This is politics. This is reality. This is adult talk. This is not the kids table. Okay. 
let me just make sure you understand this. So first, let me thank you for being here. This is the morning version, the morning session of this thing that we do every day. Please like these videos, subscribe to the channel. The metrics are critical. Hit that little bell so you're notified of live streams and new videos. And listen very carefully right now, because as the world is collapsing, we have to think about survival in terms of food, water, energy, and money, and retirement. And I want you to listen, listen very, very carefully. Dark clouds are gathering as markets shudder. Stocks are sinking. Currency stumbling. Fear and uncertainty reign. The Middle East, Ukraine, Taiwan, the debt, it's endless. Yet one asset stands firm, gold. In crisis after crisis, gold is there in the background. Its enduring value guards against loss, like a missile shield against incoming. While paper wealth burns, gold persists. Shield your savings against looming threats, war, recession, contagion, and avoid the frenzied panic of the unprepared. Take control in the chaos. Fortune favors decisive action. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free five-ounce America the Beautiful coin with every new IRA. Claim your free coin today to secure your financial future. As this new storm gathers, panic looms and some of the places you were thinking of for your money, well, they don't look so clever anymore. Secure your future against disaster. Open a free Noble Gold Investments IRA and claim your free bullion coin today. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now, right now. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Tell them Lionel sent you. The only gold company I trust. Reality is the worst thing possible. Reality is the thing that drives people nuts. Reality is something that nobody wants to really ever talk about because reality tells you that every single thing you thought may or may not be true, whether it's God or romance or country or, or, or success. If you knew what you knew now when you were a kid, think about how different everything would be. If you knew now, if you knew, what would you think about school or college or love or respect? What, what would you think? You, 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 you wouldn't believe the lies that have been presented to you, the lies that are still being presented to you on a regular basis. Now, let me explain something to you, my friends. And I want to start off with something very interesting. It's this thing called reality. And it's how Trump is going to win and how this is going to work. And this is what I want you to grasp 100%. I have always loved this. I, I, I've always been fan, a, a fan, a great admirer of AA, the Alcoholics Anonymous model. Uh, 12-step programs, voluntary uh, groups of folks who are not government, who uh, collectively, I guess, um, uh, table their wisdom and do a variety of things to, okay. They have a saying, which I've always loved, and it's, it really is critical. And it's something that I want you to, to think about. And why this is important, because it's the theme of today's show. It's called reality. And the the theme, or the, the saying is, and I will read this, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's realism. That's reality. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change or 
stated differently, to accept the things that are, the way they are, the way people are, the way history was and is. Grant me the courage to change what I can. Very important. Can you change the vector of things? When you open up a restaurant, can you change the way America eats? Is that your goal? Or do you want to give them what they want? To accept the things I cannot change. Are you going to change the American palate? Probably not. Are you going to be able to accept it the way it is? Yes. Honey, would you grab my coffee for me, dear heart? I, I left it there in my other... Mu- I'm sorry. I am I am daft this morning. I was so excited to get to you. And the wisdom to know the difference. Let me tell you this other one too, which I love. This was... This was from, uh, this was Bobby Kennedy's eulogy at St. Patrick's Cathedral. This is what Teddy Kennedy said. Some men see things as they are and say, why? I dream things that never were and say, why not? That's not me at all. I am not a dreamer. I am a realist. I don't care about, well, why, why can't we do this? No, I'm not into that. I'll let you change policy. I'm not into policy. I'm into dealing with reality. You tell me the situation. You tell me what we're looking at. Tell me, tell me what's going on here, and I will work. I will work it accordingly. Silver Fox says, "Please excuse the self-indulgence. However, today is my birthday. Yep, my reality. Sixty-six years young, spending it in Siesta Key. Cheers to everyone. Oh, dear friends, Siesta Key. I have. I'm a West Coaster." If in Florida, absolutely. Silver, on behalf of a grateful nation, my brother in arms, thank you. Let us send our love, send your love, your respect to one of our family members, Silver Fox. He has been with us. Send your love, your energy, your prayers. Call him what you want. I call it energy. Energy. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. All the best to you and your family. And thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our heart for being here. Now, when I talk to you about what is and isn't love, I mean, not love, uh, reality, I should say, or love for them, this bothers people. Let me tell you what's going on. Number one, I am going to advise President Trump. What are we going to do with October the 7th? How do, to the rest of, answer me this question. Thank you, my darling. Yes. How do you, view Israelis versus Palestinians. Stop right there. Stop. Let's do a, let's do a, um, oh, I don't know what the word is, a kind of a focus group. How do Americans view Israelis versus Palestinians? Let's talk about Israelis. How do Americans view Israelis? Well, let me answer the question for you, as it is. Americans don't really care. Americans don't really know. They, they, to them, they're it's synonymous with Jews, Judaism, Jews, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. They don't think about Israel. They've always known there's been problems, but Israel, for the most part, to Americans, to, to, to a citizen is kind of benign, right? Silver, benign. Israel, some Israel. Israelis are Jews where, you know, they're Hasidim, Lubavitchers, they may wear a payas, they may wear a kippah, they may wear a whatever. Tzitzis, okay. They're like the Amish. 
It don't really bother me. Maybe a little backwards. I don't give it a lot of time. I don't give it a lot of thought. But yeah, they're there. Israels, Israelis, to most people, and Jews are like Amish. And the Mennonites that nobody understands what they're about. But you know they're like the cousin or the stepbrother. Who knows? This is a reality. This is this is across the country. We have less than 2% of the population. Believe me, Americans don't have strong feelings about Jews and Israels one way or the other. Yeah, they're there. They, they've been through a lot. Uh, I don't understand that. Uh, but you know what? That's their problem. I'm busy. Let's go on. We've got, you're looking at the Super Bowls coming up. And blah, 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 blah. Okay. Let's look at this other group. Now, this other group is interesting. And part of the political work is to craft the narrative and craft the group. Who is the other group? Arabs. Muslims. Palestinians. Forget West Bank and Gaza. Hamas. Hamas. Hamas is top of word. Hezbollah. Most Americans don't know who Hezbollah is. What does that mean, Hezbollah? Iran. Oh, I know who Iran is. But still, Hamas. That's the word. Do a focus group. Have buttons. I'm going to say a word to you. And depending upon how much you connect with the word, I want you to squeeze this device. And let's say you squeeze it. And if it will be like Israel, oh, Israel. Jews, Judaism, Judaism. Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, Jews, Jews. Been around for, most people were born. I know a Jew. Everybody knows Jews. Do you know Palestinians? Maybe, sure. I know Muslim. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't. It's not. It's not been a big deal for most Americans. Okay, now keep squeezing. Palestinian. Mm, what is that? Wait a minute. That's that word again. Palestinian. What is Palestine? I don't know, but that's in the news. Wait a minute. Palestine. Woo woo. That's a new one. And you often overreact or react to things based upon the novelty of it. Not Palestine. Okay. All right. Remember, I'm not endorsing this. I'm telling you reality. So please, again, don't get offended. I'm telling you the way it is. Hamas. Ah! Oh, those are the bad guys. Oh, those are the bad guys. Hamas. Oh, those are the bad guys. You ask any American, any, go anywhere. Hamas. Good guys or bad guys? Those are terrorists. Paragliding, torturing, raping, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't give a damn whether you agree with it, whether you think it's true, whether you should. I don't care. I don't care what you think. Doesn't mean a thing to me what you think. Doesn't mean a thing. I don't care a word. I don't care a bit. I don't care an ort. Nothing about what you think the way it should be. I don't care about that. What I care about is what people react, how they react. Let me tell you something. Years ago, I had a friend of mine who was in the beer business. Lionel Merch, available. He's in the beer business. Sold beer. Man knew more about beer than you can imagine. And he said, you know what you'll never see in a... This is important. He says, you'll never... You, you, you know what you'll never see in a... Oh, God. What is it? In a... um 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 um, 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 um A... Budweiser commercial. What do you never see? 
what do you never see? I said, I don't know. What do you never see? What? He says, anything about drinking beer. It's about Clydesdales and women on volleyball, beaches and bikinis, lifestyle and image. And that's what Budweiser is. And when I say Bud Light, what do you think? <gasps> Sales plummet. What? Did they change the subject, the substance or the, 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 the formula? No, of course not. Dylan Mulvaney. I'm not going to get that. Same stuff. Same Bud. People who bought it aren't buying it now. People changed their brand preference because of some other reason. It had nothing to do with the beer. Nothing. Women, years ago, when Sex and the City, Sex and the City was one of the most important shows ever. Sex and the City came out, and guess what they were talking about? All of a sudden, people out of nowhere were, were talking about, guess what? Manolo Blahnik shoes. Remember that? Remember that? All of a sudden, who? They had to know that. Uh, there's that cupcake factory cupcake thing that, anyway, they mentioned and immediately you couldn't get into this place. Oh my God. Because of cupcake? No, because of cupcakes, because of this, because of that. And and when you have an image of something, and then later on, Louboutin, remember that? The, the shoes with the red, oh, I got a good one of those. Why? Because, because it means something. Tattoos, studs. When I say to you, Palestinian, what comes to mind? Listen to me. What comes to mind? Do you, do you follow me? Tell me you follow me. Just give me an idea you understand, because this is critical stuff. Tony Schwartz, years ago, was one of my heroes. Tony Schwartz created the image, one of the, perhaps the greatest political, camp, uh, um, one of the greatest political advertisements ever, ads ever. And it worked like this. The Daisy commercial. Do you hear what I'm saying? Are you following this? The Daisy commercial. It 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 was the it ran one time, and they pulled it. They said it was the worst thing ever because what it did was it said basically that if you vote for Barry Goldwater, he'll blow the world up. They never mentioned Barry Goldwater. They never said anything about Barry Goldwater. They never said anything. They didn't have to. There was the only voice was Lyndon Johnson, but it was clear. It was genius. Genius. The Willie Horton ad. This was Lee Atwater, Roger Stone, and that group. Uh Donald Segretti to an extent. Dirty, dirty, call it dirty tricks, whatever. It's changing. This is this is this is uh Oh my God, this is uh, the classic. This is the classic. Um, how do I say this? How do I say this? It's the classic depiction of 
an image of something that we want to change greatly and drastically. It was the most important thing. Willie Horton was this ugly picture of this mugshot of this black rapist. And they wanted to show that Michael Dukakis was weak on crime and that Willie Horton was furloughed. And when he was furloughed, this ugly and they said it's racist was it racist you decide it was effective in what it was because it created an image ronald reagan did it so let me tell you what they're going to show you listen to what they're going to show you you are going to see ream upon ream you're going to see people running through streets screaming and yelling, maybe in this country, maybe not. People going up and tearing down sides. People turning to cameras and, and saying, F Israel and F this and F Biden. Going to the White House, red hands and blood on the White House. They're not arrested. They're not hit with January 6th. That's not seditious conspiracy. That's not any of the the litany of statutes that were available for Trump protesters. Give me a break. It's so rigged. It's not even funny. You know what I know. But that's all I would show. And then my friends, I'm going to tell you something which is the most important. Are you listening? Tell me you're listening. This is critical. I want to go back to what happened and what we saw after 9-11. Do you remember what happened after 9-11? Do you remember? Do you remember what we thought when all of a sudden they showed us bin Laden and bin Laden was this scary looking dude? Remember this? Bin Laden with his whatever this, whatever, he just looked scary and he's got robes and they had hats. They looked not like the Amish, not like the occasional Jewish uh, Lubavitcher. Oh no, no, no! It, it, I mean, they when when you see uh, Iranian and Hezbollah wearing robes and beards and hats, and I don't give a damn about beards and hats. I'm telling you what America thinks because Americans are stupid. They don't know anything. They don't travel. They don't have passports. They only think about this now, like drive-by. Like drive-by shooters, they're drive-by news readers. And all of a sudden, I'm going to show this one has a scarf, and this one has a hat, and this one has this, and they're yelling death. And then I'm going to have Nasrallah and others talking about death to America. Well, he's Hezbollah. But I'm going to have Hamas say death to America. And then I'm going to, listen to what I'm doing, pay attention. I'm going to merge. I'm going to take people's ability or inability to not find themselves in the position anymore of being able to rationally differentiate. I'm going to throw this all at them. You hear what I'm saying? This is what this is about. This isn't about Israel. This is about people wanting to kill you. And you're going to say, wait a minute, what? Yes, listen, listen to what Hamas said. These are Hamas supporters. Now you can argue, you can say, wait a minute, that may not be true. Fine, you figure that one out. You clarify it. 
I'm going to create, remember, this is what I'm hypothetically doing in a political campaign. I'm going to make the connection. You decide what is and what isn't acceptable in the light. You decide, not me. You decide. You tell me. You tell me what is or what is not acceptable. You tell me what is fair and what is not fair. You tell me. Tell me what you think is. I'm going to say this. This is a group of people. They collectively want to come here and they're going to have open. Let me tell you something. There was this guy, uh, congressman from Montana. He was in the Trump administration. He wants to ban passports to people from the Palestinian Authority. You think somebody who's going to come here to blow up some bomb is going to go, going to get a passport? Going to go through the, the, the routine, get a passport, go through the checker, go through the, let's say people who say, we need to have better background check. You think, you think somebody who's going to pull a, a gun on a liquor store is going to get a background check? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Do you hear what's happening? Do you see what's happening? This is, I can't put this into words. This is the way it's going to be presented. Now, listen to this next part. Listen to this next part. Are you ready? Okay. I want to talk to groups of people. Blacks, women, gays. uh, Let's talk about you, gays. And here's what I'm trying to do. I want there to be a a disjoining, a, a, a dehiscence, so to speak, a separation, a decoupling between the left and Pal- Hamas. Remember, if I'm running a show, I'm not going to say Palestinian. I'm not going to say Gaza. I'm not going to say the West Bank, Abu Mazen, PLO, Islamic Jihad. No, Hamas. It's about Hamas. One word, one concept, Hamas. These Hamas supporters, these Hamas supporters at Harvard Law School, these Hamas supporters at Columbia, at Cornell, at Yale, these Hamas supporters. Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you see how I'm framing this? I'm going to then force... If this is or isn't true, it's reality. You can reject it anytime you want. You don't have to believe this. But if it's not true, it'll force the opposition to then decide accordingly and bring it back. So what I do is I keep saying it over and over. Ads, don't expect Fox News to do it because they're a waste of time. But if they were for using this and seizing upon this, they would do this. I would make it very, 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 very simple. Very simple. Now I'm going to ask you gay Americans, how do you think you would do in Iran? How do you think they would do? How do you think? By the way, it says, uh, Sparky says, Hillary was a Goldwater girl. And by the way, I, I Barry Goldwater was the least. He makes up, thank you, Sparky. He makes more sense. He came out later on very, very moderate. But believe me, Barry Goldwater was, they they portrayed him. They created this. He wasn't crazy. But once I, once I, once I do that Dylan Mulvaney, 
once I tell you this isn't cool anymore, you're stuck with them. So gays, how do you think you do in Iran? Now, most of the time you say, well, this isn't Iran. Doesn't matter. They don't know. All of a sudden, they have these things that pop up out of nowhere. These little, <laughs> these thumbs up and things. I don't even know where the hell that comes from. Anyway, do, do you think they know the difference? Of course not. This isn't Iran. That's Hezbollah. Uh-huh. Whatever. That's Lebanon. Well, whatever. I don't care. How do you think, gay America, how do you think you would fare? Talk to your talk to your liberal friends. Talk to your people there. And by the way, how many of you walking around marching for Hamas? And you're going to say, I'm not marching for Hamas. I'm marching for free Palestine. Whatever. How do you think you would do in Iran? Wait a minute. We're not talking about Iran. They have the morality police. Remember Ahmadinejad, a man in a dinner jacket? Remember that one? How they, how you would see gays thrown off of roofs and, and, and at the end of a tank turret, that string them up and just lift them. Remember this? This is what they're, this is what, you don't see this in Israel? Israel doesn't do that. Absolutely not. Israel is leftist. Israel is probably more left and socialist than you are. You want to talk socialism? Go to Israel. You want to talk leftist? Go to Israel. They let you say anything to the point of basically promoting people who would destroy Israel. You change everything and say, what are you doing? You're marching for Hamas? No, I'm not. I'm marching. Yes, you are. I change this. Women, how do you think you would fare? Well, wait a minute. How do you think you would fare in this? Israel had gave us gold to my ear. We haven't even had a female president yet. You, do, do you know who this is? Do you know what Israel's about? Do you know who these people are? No, you don't. You've never known this. I've changed the context. And you're marching for Hamas? I'm not marching for Hamas. Oh, yes, you are. Now stop right now. Listen to me very carefully. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay? I want to remind you, subscribe to this. I'm the only person who wants to talk to you about the political, the reality, the the experimental, the psychology of this, and not to rehash, not to sit down with Amy Schumer, I don't care about Amy Schumer. I want to know where the world is going. So it means a lot that you subscribe to our channel, that you listen to us, that you listen to us. And remember, my friends, it's all changing. We mentioned investments, energy, water. And there's something else which you must never, ever, ever take for granted. And that's food. Listen carefully. Let me try this again. That's pretty good, isn't it? Let me try it uh, this way. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Now I'm going to pretend like I made a mistake because I really didn't. Listen to this. All right, fellow patriot, let's talk about My Patriot Supply, the country's largest preparedness company, and it is more than equipped to stock your shelves in times of emergency. You can ditch the canned vegetables in the box 
pasta and the banana chips and the jerky. Their best-selling three-month food kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years. Now, these meals offer over 2,000 calories every day with a balance of protein and carbs to keep you fed and ready to go in the event of an emergency. Just add water and heat, then eat. Start or strengthen your food supply with this three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. So go to preparewithlionel.com to get ready. Preparewithlionel.com. I'm going to say it again. Preparewithlionel.com. Go now. Makes so much sense, doesn't it? Of course it does. Yesterday, Mrs. L and I went and we did our thing where we voted early. And we went to, we got our little, I voted early uh, sign. Isn't that great? I voted early. They even had one that said, <clears throat> look at this. This is my favorite. This one said, I'm a future voter. And I was trying to explain one of the women there. Um, I'm not a future voter. Um, this this is for children. What? She didn't understand what a future voter meant anyway. God bless poll workers and poll watchers and poll cats. <laughs> because that's. But as we're walking, we see these pictures of the kidnapped on the walls, on the, on the, on the items and. Before, wait a minute, hold it, stop, stop, it's time for Sparky, always, always, a void of sapience and sacacity, and sang Hezbollah, Arab governments, and the Iranian government are treading lightly on speaking in support of Hamas, since they are aware of Hamas's close connections to the U.S. and Israel. No, they're not. Well, I agree, but that's not why they are doing that. And well, let me let me explain this. Now, Sparky, you're on my you're on my on my uh, war team. You know, and I know that Hamas, as was, it wasn't created by Israel. They didn't create Hamas. the The Hamas ideology was already there. But it might have been, dare I say, uh, supported, encouraged, exacerbated, pumped, promoted, sparky as a kind of a religious counterpart to a more secular Fatah and PLO under Arafat. That's true. You are correct to that. Are we connected to Hamas? Perhaps. Are we, it's it's hard to believe this, Qatar runs the purse strings. The Waft party created Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt. W-A-F-D. Same thing. Same thing. They create promotions. I, um... Imagine Sparky trying to go after the clan by creating a group of people more violent than the clan, or people who a group that talks against the clan. I mean, there's no more clan anymore, but for all practical purposes. But imagine during the time of the Klan, 
using this analogy, using this ideology, we we take these people and then we create this counterbalance that is even more racist and more violent than the Klan. Now the Klan dissolves because they lose favor, but we but what happens to this new creation? Then they pick up speed. Sparky says Hezbollah fought Hamas recently in Syria. Well, uh, it's an excellent point. And you know, uh, Sparky, if you can figure out and keep track of the militias, the militias, these 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 proxy sponsors. Remember, there's the don't forget the, the Houthis in Yemen. Don't forget the Sadr army in Iraq. Syria has a group. I don't know their name. It's not Hamas, but there's another name for it. It's very, very complicated, but pretty much, you know, there are different gradations. It's like when you go into a, there's a paint store not far from us. And I walked in one time and I'm just, Mrs. L is looking for something. And they had these little swatches, these color swatches. And they had one for white. They had like 50 names for white. Eggshell, off-white, pastel white. It's white, but they were there were gradations and shades that were different, but they were essentially white, the color white. You know, green, forest green, evergreen, olive green. I mean, it's, it's green, but in the, so do you think the average American Sparky understands this? No. You think the average American voter understands this? Has the the wherewithal that you have? No. And we're not going to tell them because we're not going to complicate. We're going to tell the American voter, this is the voice of Hamas. Who is the left? The left. Hey, black America, the left has forgotten you. Hey, black America, uh, Joe Biden has forgotten you. He doesn't want you anymore. You're 14% of the population. You've always been a, a contingent, a mainstay of the of the message of the Democratic Party. So what, what do they do to you? They're kicking you to the curb because they're putting all of their money and all of their focus and all of their attention in this new influx, this new um, insurgence, this new injection of people from elsewhere. And by the way, Hamas is here. Hezbollah is here. Women, where would you like to live? Saudi Arabia or here? Now stop right there. I've never been to Saudi Arabia. I've never been to Qatar. I've never been to the Emirates. I've never I've never been. But I'm not going to correct people. I'm not going to do a National Geographic special. Saudi Arabia might be, it's a hell of a lot more modern than it was today, but you want these people? You see these people marching for Hamas? They're not marching for Hamas. Oh, yes, they are. These people marching for Hamas, I guess, are the people who would actually side with countries that would limit you and your particular freedom. You, th- This is who you want? And gays, do you think, do you think that this, your, your, your leftist, your left, the left that was your mainstay, look how they've abandoned you. Look what they're doing. Sparky says, uh, average American doesn't understand. We should continue to enlighten them. No, 
Well, um, let me see if I understand, Sparky. I, 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 I don't want to enlighten them. I want to train them. I want to condition them. I want to control them. You see what I'm saying? Sparky, I don't want to enlighten anybody. Let me go back to what's going on right now. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Okay. The courage to change things I can. Okay. And the difference to know the tr- the difference. Or the, the, the wisdom, rather, to know the difference. Enlighten? No. No. Let's go back to this Robert Kennedy line. Some men see things as they are and say, why? I dream that things that never were and say, why not? No. Sparky, I'm making this very simple. I want to win an election. I want to win an election. I don't care about enlightening anybody. I don't care what anybody, I don't care about the truth. I don't care what it, because my truth is not your truth. My truth doesn't matter. I want there to be such a distinction and I want people People like Bush, like like a Biden to be able to say, so who's it going to be, Joe? Who's on your side? Are you for those pro-Hamas people? Well, obviously not. Hey, guess what, Lefty? Joe's with us. Joe's a conservative. Joe's with, with Fox News. What? Yeah, Joe's with, with Trump. Wait a minute, what? And then we bring in people like Amy Schumer, and we bring in a contingent of, of famous uh, Jewish or pro-Israeli luminaries and the like to say they're anti-Hamas, I'm causing a complete schizophrenic dissolution of the Democratic Party. Sparky says, I don't know. Women sure went for the Sheik and Rudolph Valentino. No, they didn't go for that. It's a good point. They didn't go for the ideology. We didn't even know who they were. That was like Arabian Nights back then. There is no connection between that. They're Arabian Nights. That was, you know, open sesame and all that stuff and magic carpets. And that was before this. Remember, the image, the image. You know, Sparky, you bring up a good point. As we speak, you see what's happening. Trump's leading in five states. October the 7th is a horrible, horrible day, but it redefined the texture and the platform and the, and the environment of American politics. I'm, I'm telling you. I am telling you in ways that nobody could ever even imagine. I am telling you. This is what's happening, dear friends. Trump has to seize upon this. Sparky says, people certainly tune into Lionel Nation for entertainment, but they also learn a lot and appreciate it. Oh, yes, they do. And by the way, uh, Sparky, thank you. But you know what is entertainment? Learning. People always look at, at, at entertainment as somehow being less than, I, I think, I, I think like David Attenborough, and you know, if you believe this, but he doesn't go off into those, you know, crazy, um, you know, climate things, but I think learning is the most fascinating. It's entertaining. It's I love it. And if there's a degree of humor, just a degree, 
it involves a greater understanding for you to grasp the notion of the humor and grasp the notion of the gradations of absurd. American Jewish voters are disgusted with the left. Disgusted. They have never, ever, ever been appreciated. Ever. That's why I want to go to them. Who is my target for the Trump fans? Gays, blacks, women, Jews. Now is the time to reorient, my friends. October the 7th changed everything. It was 9-11. This is October 7th. 10-7. That's it. I wonder what the... um, What is that? 10-7 is out of service. Often when an officer retires, a call the dispatch is made, the officer goes at 10-7 out of service. And then a 10-42 ending tour of duty. 10-7 out of service. Oh, but this is this is a different world now. Donald Trump. I I I I do do you see what's happening? Do you see what's happening? Um Let me show you something which is critical. Um, Where is this? This is so important. Uh, I saw a great piece. You know who has been extremely good lately? In terms of... of, of, um, um, collating and uh, capturing the news has been Infowars. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, look at this one. Look at this. Here's one. BRICS Plus could end dollar dominance. This is according to an ex-White House advisor. This is the biggest story ever. This is from Joe Sullivan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at this one, my friends. Pro-Palestinian mob descends on White House, vandalizes fence, and moments as Biden regime decries Islamophobia. Look at this photo. Look at the folks wearing masks and black and uh, uh, the the black um, masks and uh, the colors and waving flags. Do you think Americans are going to be able to enjoy the subtle differences of this? No. No, that's why it's time. It's absolutely time for everybody to understand and to and to to utilize this. Remember, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in telling people in t- training people. I don't care. It's of it's of no interest to me. None. Training means nothing. I don't want to teach people. I want to control people. I want to control people. I want to control people. I want to have people listen. I want them to understand. Look at this one. Here's a story. Uh, This is from New York Times contributor Maggie Haberman warned she was on with that, that Caitlin, whatever, Collins, oh my God, who looks so angry all the time. Angry. 
But anyway, Maggie Haberman warns that Trump could very well win the 2024 election to carry out his radical America first agenda. She was on CNN's Caitlin Collins on Thursday asking Haberman about Trump's ongoing court cases before shifting to her reporting on uh, Trump's likelihood of securing the GOP nomination. Quote, right now, it's so clear that Trump is going to be the nominee. We don't know for sure. Of course, anything could happen. But right now, if it was tomorrow, he would be. And the idea of him potentially having another term, he would kind of just be unrestrained. What's your reporting on that? Okay. She is telling you. She is she is presaging. She is letting you know. She is telling you. This is the most important, most exciting news there is. It's the political aspect of this, not the rehash, not the important part. It's the it's the sub issues of this. This is fascinating. And you're not going to see it from Fox because Fox doesn't want Trump in. Trump would, oh my God, Fox would do much better complaining. Fox would much rather have four more years of Biden because that's when they're their best, when they're bitching and moaning and complaining and that gut bucket and these other typhus and whoever, whoever these, I, I don't even know why they're there, these second rate comedians. This is what they want. This is the new and improved Fox. So they don't want Trump. They don't want to have to explain, well, good for him. No. This is this is a change of everything. And now is the time for Alex Jones to reemerge, for Tucker Carlson to reemerge, for Elon Musk, and for a new and exciting and brand and bold and alternative form of news that we need to make available to the American people. You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want, but I am telling you, very, very, very simply this, and you listen to what I am saying. Listen to what I am saying. Everything changed October the 7th. It changed. It's like 9-11, October the 7th. And now is the time for people to understand how this works. Do I want to distort? Yes. Distort, shape, reshape, readjust reconfigurate, recalibrate. Yes, that is exactly what I want to do. That is what I want to do. I am not in the position of trying to be like everybody else for the millionth time. And I love these people. And I, and, and I, I, I love these people. Don't get me wrong. I, I love these people. We are seeing some of the most fascinating and wonderful, it's sad to say alternative, but Judge Napolitano has been terrific. McGregor has been terrific. Scott Ritter has been terrific. The Duran's been terrific. Mearsheimer is the greatest of them all. Everybody. But we're talking about, again, I'm not interested in who's right, who's wrong. Did they bomb the hotel or the hospital? Is Hamas a a terrorist organization? I don't care about that. Let them talk about that. That's not my interest. Right now, I took a human leg and I shattered it. 
And I can put it back any way I want. I can put the tibia here. I can move it this. Because once it sets, it's going to be a new shape, a new function. And that's what we are right now. We have fractured the world, fractured reality. And I can put it back together any way I want. And, I have, and I'm going to put it back the way in the way I want. The way I want people to see it. Not the way it is, but the way I want to see it. I think advertise. Think Bernays. Think, uh, think Gustave Le Bon. Think, think, think how mob, ochlocracies, mob thought, collective thinking. Look how this works. This is the most important part. This is what I'm telling you. This is the thing which is so important. You've got to make sure you always have someone anywhere, someone to let you know how this thing works, to let you know where this stuff, how do I say this? To let you know this other way of thinking. Does that make any sense to you? Does that make, I think it does. I, I, I hope it does. I think it does. I hope that you have, um, that you recognize that what we are seeing right now is so important and so critical. And let me just also tell you, you've got to spend your day going elsewhere. Um, This is my private channel. This is it. This is where you can join. You can be a part of this. It's up to you. It's it's, It's a paywall. I talk about three things. Um, video, of course, over an hour a day. Number two, particular news stories and focus I want you to look at. And number three, music commentary. Music I want you to go back and look at, review. Maybe you've never heard of it. A lot of it you'll never hear of it. Why I think is important. Because music is still separate and distinct from everything else. It's this critical aspect of what makes us who we are. Music has saved me. Music saves me. It saves me from complete and total insanity. Okay, it's one of those things. And also the absolute power of free speech, the absolute power of free speech. This is so critical. Now, let me explain something to you, my friends, and listen to me and listen like you've never listened before. We must always, always, always uh, support people who dare to speak up, whether you agree with them. Or not. I'm finding myself now, uh, not now, but uh, Kathy Griffin, I don't think should have been shut down just because she makes a terrible joke. I think uh, Amy Schumer is correct in what in her in her bravery in her protestations protestations in support of of Israel. I don't think people should be shut down from standing on the steps of. Uh, Ivy League law schools, and if you want to be pro Hamas, go ahead. This is this is a this is America. And there are people who came along a long time ago who said, "I think these uh, these elections stunk." And look what's happening now in Connecticut. Look 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 what our friend Dinesh D'Souza did. What others are saying. And what happened to those people who dared to suggest they shut them down or they were trying to be buried by overwhelming lawsuits. So speaking of which, my friends, you know what's around the corner? You know what it is, right? Christmas. And you know what makes a great Christmas gift? A great stocking stuffer? I'll tell you. 
Let me tell you about my great friends at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. And by the way, use promo code Lionel. Use promo code Lionel and receive a free gift. No purchase necessary. And yes, I realize that gifts are free. It's a tautology. Get over it. Sue me. So what are we talking about? How about Giza Dream bed sheets? MyPillow 2.0. Sheets, slippers, percales, towels, quilts, bedspreads, mattresses, mattress covers, mattress toppers, linens, kitchen towels, bathrobes, name it. Items to luxuriate and relax. And don't forget, Christmas is just around the corner. And yes, it makes a great stocking stuffer and it's fine for dad or grad. Made by the greatest company from the greatest people in the greatest country. Or call 800-645-4965 if you're OG and see how quickly Michael and Del Andrew is a phone. 800-645-4965. But don't forget, only use promo code Lionel. That's MyPillow.com. Promo code Lionel. MyPillow.com. Promo code Lionel. I can't say it enough. Free speech is paramount. The ability for you to hear every viewpoint there is. But I want you to focus. And what my, what, what my emphasis is, is not to rehash, not to explain to you. Well, let me explain to you the Balfour Agreement. Let's explain to you the Yom Kippur War. Let's explain to you the six. Stop it. That's not it. We're not going to solve this problem by virtue of redefining history. That's not going to happen. We're going to solve this problem by getting to the to the bottom of what this is about. That's all. That's all. Now, my friends, I thank you. I thank you immensely. And let me also start off by saying, my friend, it is Silver Fox's birthday today. He is a whopping 66 years old. And we say the best to him. God bless you, Mr. Fox. On behalf of a grateful nation, we wish you nothing but the best. Sparky, you were magnificent today. Your perspicacity, your perspective, your your worldview is next to well, no one. No one. Oh, and there she is. Edie Crowley says, I did a painting, Forbidden Love. Romeo is an Israeli soldier. Juliet is a Palestinian princess. It's for you and Mrs. L. Oh, thank you. By the way, I still have my original, which, of course, I'm looking for a beautiful frame to to uh, to uh, to to present your most beauteous uh, artwork. And I thank you. All right, dear friends, have a great and a glorious and a wonderful day. Don't ever change. I mean that sincerely. We are going to be dealing with this subject later on. Subscribe to the channel. No, no, thank you, Mr. Fox. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you always follow us. Make sure you always listen to what's going on. And remember these words. By the way, I got more videos coming up during the week. Remember this. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Uh, ta-ta.